Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. Are you blessed? Are you sure? Because we're going to find out just how blessed we are in these next few moments. Uh, ooh, who was that? Um, I don't know about you. I, Dan, that, you are just such a, a legend. Yeah. Um, just some things to pull out from what Dan was saying, which I think will help us. Focus. What we focus on, we have faith for. What we have faith for is where we function the best. And all of us, all of you, me, all of us, over these last weeks, months, maybe even now, it's a time of challenge. And it's a time of change. And in my experience of my own life, and maybe for yours, we all love change until change arrives at our door. How many of you know that that's true? Is that true for you or is that just me? We all want things to be different. We all want things to change until change comes knocking on our door. And then it's like, will you please go next door first? So I can see what it's like and then I can decide whether I want it or not. A few people are nodding, right? But how many of you know that God, and this just came revelatory out of there, and it's just, just boink, is... Whenever you look at the mirror in the mornings, and some of you, maybe you didn't do that this morning, I don't know. I look at it less because there's less to look at, right? But I don't know what you see looking back at you, but I've, I heard from the Holy Spirit, from Jesus, from God, whoever, which part of God you, you, it takes your fancy, is that when God looks at you right now, he sees an oak of righteousness. It was as clear as that. It was like, what? He said, yeah. He said, Dan's journey is Dan's journey. It's not yours and it's not mine, but there's some things in it which are the same. Focus is key. What we give our attention to, we give our affection to. Just a principle. I I love motorsport. I'm I'm praying and fasting today. It's the the Monza Grand Prix. It's a fast one. And my favourite isn't where he's supposed to be. But Jesus is. But if I just focused on celebrity or, or, or um, uh, uh, popularity, then I'd be a bit disappointed. Because a couple of weeks ago he was a hero, today he's almost a zero. But my focus is not on a person, it's on Jesus who never changes. I'm going to show a video in a, little, in a, in a moment for, that Clive has done, Pastor Clive. Now, Pastor Clive, as, as a senior leadership team, we said to Clive, we don't want you around for three weeks. Now, you have to know that that's the right thing to say to a senior pastor. Otherwise, you end up with a P45 in the post, <laughs> which is it's not my time. But we said, Pastor Clive, we don't want you around. So whatever you need to do, so that you don't have to be in the office, on your phone, whatever, please do it. So he did this video the other day. It's an update about his dad. Now, many of you know that Pastor Connie's had lots of health challenges, but I want to try and sh- not, not focus on that, but focus on the victory side of it. 
But in this last two weeks, and please don't feel sorry for me because I'm not sharing this for, for sorrow. I'm sharing this to help you understand the power of focus. All right? In this last uh, couple of weeks, we've had four break-ins to one of our buildings, which is annoying, inconvenient. The first time, quite upsetting. I've worked in this facility for 30 years, painted every wall, put in most of the equipment, fixed it a thousand times, and people just came in for whatever reason and stole stuff. In my heart, they stole from the Lord. So the, so the Lord will deal with that. The first time it happened, it was like, just strike them down, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to pray in tongues and I'm going to curse them. Because my focus was on vengeance. My focus was on, they've stolen from you, God, and I feel bad. How weird is that? Now, when people steal from God, God deals with it. When people are stealing from you, health, time, relationships, God will deal with it. When it feels like your world is, is being shaken, the one that made the world is never shaken. But if we focus on the shaking rather than the stable one, we're going to end up shaking. So that first time when I turned up and there was a mess everywhere and water coming through the ceiling with somebody come in and stolen every single piece of copper pipe from our, from our loft. Hundreds of metres of it. Not just a little bit for your house. Everything. And water everywhere. And it, I looked at that and thought, I must confess, my first thought was not thank you, Jesus. My first thought was something else. And the Lord said, that isn't me. So I had to refocus on Jesus. The amazing thing about that was is that he had never lost his focus from me. Doesn't the Bible say, I always set you before me. And even today, whatever you're struggling with, whatever your focus might have been distracted to, Jesus is constantly looking at you saying, you're mine. Amen. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. I love you. I love you enough to change you enough so that you become that man, that woman, to fulfill your destiny. God's focus is on our welfare. Come on, Kai knows that. Anybody else understand? That when we take a step back, when we just take a moment, we have to accept, even if we don't like it, or even if we don't experience it right now, that God's focus is on your welfare. And God will do whatever it takes to put our focus back on him. And I've never known a moment in these last few weeks we've been praying for Pastor Colin and helping him out and Caroline and sorting out police this and police that. I had six hours, two Fridays ago, with a lovely lady from Sussex Police who opened up about her life, her story, her challenges, the violence that had been put in her, which is why she joined the police. Great testimony. What was she doing? Fingerprinting and DNA checking. What was I doing? Getting her focus off that onto somebody else. Does this make some sense? But what we focus on, what we get our attention on, we'll give our affection to. And I know that we're in times of change. I've had loads of conversations with different people this week, last week, every other week. God wants to bring our hearts into a place of fresh focus today. Do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus said. 
doesn't mean you won't have trouble. What he said is don't let it stay troubled. This is making some sense. I've got a few amens from Margaret, but I always will because Margaret's a woman of faith. But what we focus on, man, we, we, we can identify with it too much. You see, I, I thought at one point people were just breaking in because it was kind of time to get rid of the building. But that's not how God moves us on. God doesn't move our lives on by taking from us. He moves us on by offering us more than we have. Come on, I'll say that one again because that went... God does not move us on from A to B by taking A away. Right, what he does is he says, B, there's far more. Compared with what you're doing now, compared with how I'm speaking to you now, compared with how I'm showing up when you pray, compared with how I'm just living, there is far more that I want to give you than you have now. Why do I know that's true? Because God never leads us from less to less, but from more to more. God never leads us from weakness to weakness, but from strength to strength. It's not in God's nature to make you worse. It's in his nature to make you better. And again, I'm, you know, I, we've been in touch with Dan, and I'm sure everybody has, and people are making food and all kinds of things. But it had to be a turning point in Dan's journey where he suddenly thought, this is not the end. I feel rubbish, look rubbish, sound rubbish, it is rubbish, but God's going to use the rubbish and he's going to make something gold come out of it. Is this making some sense? Now, please, I'm not saying that when stuff happens that's rubbish is that we just say, oh, hooray. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is God will use that rubbish and make something happen. If we don't focus on the rubbish, but on Jesus. So what we focus on is where our faith is. And a couple of weeks ago, you know, Pastor Clive shared it, and hopefully you've seen it, this whole kind of um, significance of this year in Hebrew, that the numerical value is being alive, awake and alert. And it's great. It's, it's great. And I suppose... Um, partly because of the functionality that I have, God's been waking me up to lots of different things. And the first one is, is actually, I don't like change as much as I thought I did. Because I spent 40 years being a vessel that always wants change. If you're not very well, let's change it. If you're miserable, let's change it. If you don't feel we're very good, let's change it. And it was great. It's great, isn't it? Isn't it great sometimes, come on, be honest, isn't it great sometimes to be with people who always want to make you do more than you want to do? Sometimes it's annoying, it's not like, I don't want to go there, just shut up, you're just too happy. You're just too positive. How many of us, come on, admit it now, because we only get challenged, hello, we only get challenged through people that are living a little bit more of what we want, but we don't really want to go there. Thanks, Claire. Timing is amazing. <laughs> Daisy. So, but you understand what I'm saying? So when God is bringing change into our lives, we love it until it changes us. Well, maybe that's just me. But let me you know that Jesus loves you too much to leave you alone. He just does. You know, some of you are on an exciting journey. Tomorrow we start Alpha. What's Alpha all about? No idea. Alpha will be whatever you focus it on. 
Alpha is a tool, in the amazing toolbox that God uses. But I can guarantee this, the people that you meet on Alpha, you'll stick with them forever. I mean, yesterday, we, oh, I missed it because I had other things I had to do. We, we met a couple, um, a year ago, was it, I think? A year ago, who live in London, Notting Hill, you know where the film was, Blue Door, uh, was it Judah Roberts? The other, Egypt, what was his name? The bloke, he's the one. Big film, Notting Hill. Well, they live just near the door. And they, they joined this incredible journey of, we want to find out about God, is he real, what does he do, is he interested, all that kind of stuff. And they came to Alpha, they're moving down here. Not because of Alpha, because of what Jesus has done, and because of, they see you as part of their family, and you've probably not even met them. We did baptise some of them a few weeks ago. Because their focus changed from living in a city, pressures, big job, he's an ex-service person, been out in, Af- in Afghanistan, I think, Kuwait, I think, and his focus changed from conflict into Jesus' is a victory. Come on. So what we focus on, we give our attention to, we'll get our affection. And we're in this season where, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago I wasn't here, I was out with family stuff, and I had an interesting phone call from Andrew, and I don't want to embarrass him, but I'm going to. Um, he said, interesting conversations today. I said, what do you mean? He said, two consecutive conversations. One person said, um, I don't know I call the change. Okay. Another person said, I'm not coming back until it changes. Aren't we funny people? Come on, just just turn the person next to you and say, you are a funny person. You're a funny person. Yeah, this is easy. They're married to each other. They probably say that a lot. But, and to be honest, I heard that and I thought, this is going to be interesting then. This is going to be interesting. Because if I was a business leader, I'll be trying to please all the people all the time. And that is not my job. I'm going to go out on a limb here now. This is being recorded and I have to answer for this. I'm not actually here to please any of you. Yeah, just Richard. (laughs) Richard, you're such a lovely man. And I'm actually quite free in that now. Because part of the change that God had to make me alive to is this. And I did share this with Andrew. As a church, as an organisation, we've worked really, really hard at getting people back in the room on a Sunday. Apart from me. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I've got an issue with that. And that is, is that there are still more people out there than there are in here. That's just how God's made me. So I need to apologise to all of you, if you think, well, you haven't told us what's happening. We thought we were going to be meeting every Sunday. Do what you like every Sunday, but make sure you do it with somebody else. Yeah. You're welcome to come here every other Sunday. Great. We'll have a great time together, like we are today. We'll worship. But my job is not to get you back in this room. My job is to help you make room for somebody else to join oh, you. I'm putting it out there. It's on the recording, right? Now, so some of you might think, oh, well, I didn't like that. I'm not saying that with any um, angst. I've got no axe to grind, but please hear my heart here. Our role as church is the community to know the love of Jesus. 
But if our focus is on, oh, we want to meet every week, it's going to get your attention and your affection. And I don't believe that's the season that we're in. As a leadership, we don't. Which is why we're not going to be meeting here every week. It's every other week. But what do you do the other time? Have people around your house. Go around somebody else's house. You don't need my permission to do that. But I'm giving it to you if you do. Pray with some people. Bring them to Alpha. Bring them to your home. Bring your work colleagues out and have some dinner with them. Do whatever you need to do, but the focus needs to be on, I'm going to make room in my world for somebody else to join me. Ooh, it's all gone quiet in the room. And I know some of you have got it. I mean, I think, you know, let's all go around to Maggie and Stefano's in a couple of weeks' time because they're doing it. It's brilliant. Wendy's been doing it with Kai for months. Everybody's, people are beginning to do it. But my prayer is, is that we, we suddenly get this sense of my focus just needs to change a little bit from what am I going to get out on a Sunday into what can I put into a Sunday? Does that make sense? It's not, it's not a big shift. It's a little shift. So focus is really important. Can we sh- are you ready to show that video in a minute, Michael? He's a good man, Michael. I, I just want to honour Michael, right? <laughs> I'll give you a reason. Because I, I, I believe in honouring people. Now, Michael is a dad. He's got four kids, and that's a challenge. And he's got a wife who's Hungarian. That's probably a challenge. I have no idea. <laughs> but I know some of Michael's journey. I've had the privilege to be able to walk with, it, with him on a lot of it. And some of the ups and the downs and all the bits in the middle. And yet he's the first one here. <laughs> but how he's here is more important than being here. This is not a recruitment drive that next time we meet up, everybody's here. But how you're here makes the difference. Because there was less of us here doing loads of stuff. We put more stuff up. And at the end of it, I said to Andrew, we must have missed something. Because everybody just got on with it. They've loved it. It's been a bit of joy, laughing. We prayed and God was just moving. It's like, this is awesome. And everything's done. Is this making some sense? So the focus isn't on... Let's get the stuff done. The focus is on, we're, we're together doing this. And this is kind of cool. This is kind of fun. And it's all right. So please hear what I'm saying here. What I'm not saying is everybody needs to be here at 8.30 next time. But what I'm saying is if you want to come, come to give. Come to add. Like Monica's turned up. You know, she's a mum, got kids, teenagers. They're kind of challenging ones, right? I've got a teenager staying with us at the moment. Um, which is why Janet's not here, because she's probably trying to get him out of bed. Uh, he got out of bed at about 12 o'clock yesterday, lunchtime. And his sister was up there, get out of bed, get out of bed. She was getting agitated. Anyway, like, I don't know. I can't remember being a teenager, so I'm not a very good person to talk about. But, but the point is, is sometimes in our journey with Jesus, we act like teenagers a bit. Come on. And this kind of came out of the prayer a little bit this morning, and it's certainly what the Lord is saying is, can I just have a lie-in? Can I just stay in bed another ten minutes? And we know that it isn't. It's never ten minutes, is it? It's more like an hour. But at this season that we're in, the focus that we're in now is, yeah, we've had a time of rest. 
but this isn't that now. This isn't a season change, it's an era change. And there's an awakening going on in the spirit right now where our focus must be the awakening of the spirit. Our focus is not, God, please bless me. The focus has got to be, God, please bless through me. The focus cannot be, God, please do something in my life. It's got to be, please do something through my life. Because what we focus on becomes our attention. And what gets our attention will get our affection. I'm sorry if this is not the most positive, encouraging, exhortive word you've ever heard, but this today is going to change your life. Because every time we meet together, whether it's here, at Sea Lane Cafe, I think I own shares in Sea Lane Cafe now. I'm, I'm, I don't mind saying it. I'm there a lot. But I love it. Because there's people there who don't know Jesus. I don't want just to sit in someone's room and have a coffee and a chat about the Lord. I love to do that, and I do that, and it's fine. But I want to be out when the people are out and do the same thing. Because for me, I don't turn on the Christian button on a, Monday, on a Sunday and then turn it off on a Monday. It's, it's there. So the focus is, we're here to make a difference. We are an oak of righteousness. We are people called by the Lord. And we're going to show this video. I've been waffling around this video. This video is only about a minute and a bit long, so let's just quickly look at this video and then we're going to pray. If you stand up, shall we? Let's stand up. You don't have to stand up. I think it just helps to stand up because when I'm praying for Pastor Conan and we pray for him as a team, is standing up is my position. Sitting down is good. You receive, la-di, la-di, la But standing up is, okay, I'm here and I'm ready to make a difference. And then if you want to, you can, because we don't have to do social distancing now. Sometimes I just walk a little bit. Why? Because I'm stepping into the situation with hope. I'm stepping into the situation with an answer. It's not me, it's God. I'm stepping up against this thing, because otherwise I'm afraid of it. Remember this scripture, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Doesn't mean we don't have fears, but you look at them and say, you're not having me. Doesn't mean you don't have anxieties. You look at them and say, you know, you're not ruling over me. To, to think that we're going to live without fear is, is deception. All right? But you're not without Jesus. All right, so just close your eyes a minute. because Again, it just helps focus. You don't have to, but it just helps... To... And the way that we've been praying is Pastor Conan is under an open heaven. Not because of what he's done, and God's done a lot through him, but because of what Jesus has done. So my faith is not in Pastor Conan's faith. My faith is in Jesus. Now I know that he's seen hundreds of people with this condition healed immediately. I've seen a few, but my faith is not in my past. My faith is in the present one. His name is Jesus. So, Father, we just lift up right now, Pastor Conin, under an open heaven. We thank you for the servant of the Lord. We thank you for Caroline, the household. And we thank you that you're pouring out today the Holy Spirit. You're pouring out grace and peace. You're comforting. You're strengthening. Father, we want to thank you for improvement day by day, step by step, for Pastor Conin. We thank you for a miracle we thank you for a miracle of your grace. A miracle of your grace. Father, we heard testimony already from down. The miracle of grace. 
We know that it's true. We know that you heal. We know that you're more than able. We're asking today for a miracle of your grace. Fill their home today with your presence. Fill it with your glory. Fill it with your goodness. Let mercy triumph over judgment. Let grace abound to them in every way. Let your favor flood their lives today. Let your goodness overtake them today. Let gladness overwhelm them today. Let peace undergird them today. And we thank you, Lord, for the joy of the Lord is their strength. The joy of the Lord is their strength. The joy of the Lord is their strength. And we thank you for testimony. We thank you for improvement, for change. And we give you the glory right now. We stand. We stand before you. Our focus is on you, Jesus. And even as we do that, help us to forget the former things. Because actually, deep down, we like them. They're familiar. Whether they were good or bad or ugly, we know them. But Lord, I want to know you more than I know them. I want to know you more than I knew the past. And I want to love you more than I love myself. So I pray for every household here that there is a new coming alive as a new awakening as a fresh alert discerning to what you're saying and what you're doing we pray for those of us that have got children teenagers children young saints now we just declare young saints arise those that are part of consecrate whether they come or not we say that be consecrated unto the lord It's funny, Andre made a funny comment when, uh, when Andy was sharing about young saints. She said to me, does that mean we're old saints? And I, I rebuked that on the inside. <laughs> However, this is the challenge. Don't live like one. You can be old in your life, but don't be old in your outlook. No, because our, our youth is being renewed, right? Yeah. Right, and one of the signs of age is we're reluctant to change. Well, I know, because I'm getting older. Same space as you. I'm 61 this year. It's not the age. It's the mo- next, next month, actually. Flip. I've lost six months somewhere. I sat talking with Aidan the other day, and he, I, I could be his dad. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he rebuked that when I mentioned it, <laughs> to be honest. But I'm sitting there. It's like, I could be, I could be your dad. And yet, what I'm trying to do is to save him 40 years of making mistakes. Come on. Now, that's not going to be perfect. But I tell you, if if you've known the Lord longer than a year, here's the challenge. When was the last time you brought someone to Jesus? You don't need to answer me that now. This is the challenge. If If you've been a Christian more than five years, how many groups of people have you led to Jesus? Again, this isn't, a ch- this isn't a t- to tell us off. This is a refocus. Because in the next year, whatever it was, I want to change it. Come on. Because God takes us from strength to strength. Father, I want to thank you f- just for what you're saying. F- f- Lord, I pray that you've been speaking today through the worship, through the, through the leading, through the prayer. You've been talking about waking up. Lord, wake us up. 
we choose to awake and, and arise and shine and be those oaks of righteousness that you see us being ready. Not just that we can stand around and say, well, look at a tree that I am, but we can say, come and climb into this tree, be safe, be secure. That we stand against the winds of change, the winds of the world that are trying to steal, like we've experienced at Rothy. We bless the people that took those things. I want to thank you that because you've touched what they've touched, you've touched them. I want to thank you. This was my revelation. I'm sharing it right now. Everything that was taken, a Christian's touched it. Someone's prayed into it. Someone's given it generously. Someone's given it as a gift over the years. It's got God's touch on it. And the Lord said to me, well, I'm going to use it. So, Father, we just thank you for everyone that has taken anything from that building to you. You bring them to yourself. You redeem this, turn it around, you restore. I want to thank you even now. Holy Spirit, you're touching. All, that, all those tools and all those bits of this, that and the other that were taken, you've touched it, oh God. And we believe that what you've touched touches them. We thank you for conviction. We thank you for repentance and faith and people coming into the knowledge of Jesus. I thank you for these amazing policemen that have come and have just been amazed that because it's been so empty for so long, nothing's gone before. We thank you, that's because you're there. I thank you for the 10 households that have had their, all their, their homes refurnished. I thank you for, the, for YWAM that's done a complete redevelopment of its entire site. I want to thank you for the new Easter team in Crawley that's been launched with all the materials. I want to thank you for the food bank giveaway that's been launched because of what you've given them out of that building. I thank you for every other family member that's just set up home office because of what you've given out of that building. Man, that building's already blessed hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people including the guys that stole from it. Is this making some sense? So my focus, as you can tell, is not on, oh, poor old us. My focus is on Jesus. You're doing something new. Why don't you just turn to the people around on your table. You can stand up or sit down. And just, you've got to be open. This might be a bit of an ouch factor, right? And just say, okay, yeah, my focus has been on this, but I want it on that. Maybe I've just been giving this a bit too much attention and maybe I just need to have a pray about that and give it some other attention. I wrote down some, some clever questions that I, that I thought I might ask you. I'm not going to use these, just these last two. Have that conversation, then thank him that he's going to use you and not abuse you. Then praise him because he will do what he says he will do. So the first one is just giving some thanks. You can just do that in a general way, whatever you want to do it. That he's going to use you in these days, not abuse you. And then secondly, praise him. Because he is everything he says he is. Is that okay? Spend a few minutes doing that and then Andrew will do the last few bits and bobs. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.